Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast, it's the getting over boys, getting over. It's uh, NXT pay-per-view coming up in your house, which is uh, quite apt, I would have said, for this time. Um, so, as is our way, the getting over boys got together of the over the airwaves and into your ears or eyes. And we discussed what was coming up, predicted who we thought was going to win, sorted out some business, some sort of business about last last time and who won the title last time. Don't know about that. I wasn't paying much attention. Um, so yeah, we're doing this one now because we've got another one coming up uh, in a week. So uh, digest this one quickly because that one will be coming soon. Uh, if you're not checking us out on YouTube, there is a video for this one, so you should probably take yourself over there. While you're there, click a little subscribe if you haven't already, and click for notifications so you know when the next video is coming out. So there we go. Uh, right, let's crack on. This is it. It's Cookie Cast getting over. It is getting over 17 on Cookie Cast. Uh, we've got full house again tonight. So we've got Mr. Cook, oh. uh, Mr. Moore, and Mr. William. All right, how are we doing all? Good. Yeah. yeah. We've uh, we've got had a bit of a curveball this time because it's a almost a break from our regular schedule of just the WWE pay per views. They've, th- they've thrown in a bonus. NXT TakeOver, so we're, we've got uh, some predictions to do, boys. NXT TakeOver in your house, bringing the old branding back, which, given the situation, is, is pretty perfect, really. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll... Are we classing it as a bonus one, or are they just basically replacing the one that we missed from Mania? Well, I suppose, that, yeah, there is, there is that. We, we still have had a few of those matches, haven't we, because they still threw in, like, the um, uh, Gagano Champer and things like that that were, were scheduled. Champer, yeah. Um, but yeah, we've. I suppose in, in a way it's the next one. But I mean, what what better marketing could they ask for really at the moment? I think it's been joked about, and whether or not actually it was their idea to bring back in your house, well, every, everybody can't do anything else. Um, or, or whether or not they did pick it up from from fans, I'm not sure. But either way, I'm bad. It's a good idea. Are they, are they not doing it because it's 25 years since the first one? That might be a happy coincidence. I didn't realise that. That was pretty cool, though, if that's the reason. I think that's like yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, may, I may have just plucked that out of my arse, as usual. <laughs> well, the regular stat- statistician of uh, the CookieCast network. <laughs> um, we've we've got... You, you'll be showing up the stats, mistress, man. You can't be doing stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, we've, we've got and a few bits of... She's got her wheelhouse for the NFL. I'm not, I won't fit underneath those there. <laughs> um, we've got uh, some of our regular segments, obviously returning as always, uh, but just to, unfortunately to start with a, a bit of sad news again, as we've had to do seemingly in the last few pods, but um, it's been a bit of a strange old couple of weeks in, in the world of wrestling, and we've we've had a couple of uh, wrestlers unfortunately passed away, uh, two in, in very different circumstances. 
the first one is uh, Hannah Kimura. She's uh, she wrestled for all uh, the all female promotion Stardom in Japan, and uh, she's only twenty two years old. Uh, unfortunately, after been on the end of some pretty horrific online abuse uh, and bullying, seemingly after appearing on a reality TV show, um, she on the twenty third of May actually took her own life, um, and all this happened around the time of World Mental Health Week. That's a pretty pretty rough one to take because it was really like poignant. Twenty two year old girl, whole career in front of her. It's terrible. Um, it it kind of comes more to prominence for me for seeing a lot of the impact it then had on a lot of the uh, like sort of the in, what you've maybe classed as the indie wrestlers, but sort of people like Session Moth Martina and and like. Yeah, and like Tony Storm, I mean, I know she's obviously up now as well in WWE, but seeing kind of all the outpouring of sort of emotion after that happened, I think, you know, had had the girl seen the amount of support that was out there, maybe things might have turned out different. And, you know, what stronger message could you have, really, to, uh, you know, if you are feeling a bit, a bit down about stuff, speak to people. There's, you know, there's always somebody there, regardless of what you might think. Um, do, do you guys pick up any any of that stuff? Did you, did you see anything? It's just the same as what you said. It's just as you kind of saw more and more things as they went through. It was like you know she she had like a couple of kittens and she'd gone and dropped them off at this stardom offices like outside the door for someone to look after these cats that she just got and just think, oh god, it's just the more you saw, the more like upsetting and kind of. Yeah, so so you know, obviously she thought this thing through, so kind of mm. logically, and it was like, yeah, it was just yeah, just really kind of upsetting, and just seeing like, you know, like baby Priestley, Will Ospreay, people who obviously knew her through through the Stardom promotion, just being like, this is just wrong, this is really bad, you know, someone needs to, she shouldn't have been, she shouldn't, you know, it's been subjected to something. Associated to wrestling, but outside of wrestling as well, with this kind of reality TV show that she was part of, it was just that. It. This is the problem. It's just the the kind of crappy way that Twitter works. <laughs> I think that's the kind of thing that really kind of sums it up. Kind yeah. of, yeah. Well, on a, on a sort of a related but very different note, Shab Gaspard, who being in uh, be synonymous with the tag team Crime Time from the. Uh, WWE in the mid to late 2000s. He unfortunately has also passed away. Uh, like I say, in very different circumstances. On 17th of May, uh, him and his son were both out enjoying a bit of time, social distanced at, uh, at Venice Beach in California, and they were both swept out to sea by a strong current. Uh, during the struggle, the lifeguards were instructed by Shad to go and rescue his son first, and then unfortunately they just couldn't recover him. And his body was after after a search. His body was found three days later after being washed ashore. So essentially, died a hero by sacrificing himself to save his son. It's like that is is it as if like you know the other the other is absolutely heartbreaking. That is just like especially if you got kids. That that was right in the field big time. Um, he set up a crowdfunding to support his family as well in the days following. Um, and at time of recording, it's raised over one hundred and forty-five thousand dollars, which is for his wife and his kids, and um, you know, for the future. But one of the donations in particular, did any of you guys pick up on that? The John Cena one. Yeah, there's there's rumours that um, 
Cena was one of one of the donators or donee, well, whatever the word might be, um, for forty thousand dollars. And the reference on it was CTC RIP. Um, it's, it, it's no, I don't think it's been confirmed, but it is heavy speculation that it was it was Cena himself. Because CTC was the name of the tag team that he, he briefly formed as a, as a trio with Crime Time back in two thousand eight. So if that was Cena, fair play. And again, fair play for not sticking his name on it. He didn't have to do that, but such a sad, sad story. But like, well respected, did well for himself after leaving WWE, and probably one more for for Andy is that he was actually the motion capture actor for Kratos from God of War. Yeah, that's uh, crossed crossed a few few different uh, boundaries with his with you know with his work. So. Yeah, just just wanted to give them both a bit of a mention. And um, when uh, when you hear it's like it's upbringing, it's upbringing sounded tough. Like you know, from like a, like in his mid-teens, he was fighting people for money and stuff like that. And just because I mean, big big guy, and because he was came from such a tough background, it, this was like he was way kind of you know used basically used to make money kind of thing. And it's yeah. To, to get where he got it's, it's, you know, shows like a lot of determination and stuff like that like him, him and JTG were like a perfect pair as well because it was the, the tall stacked dude and then like the little sort of like chicken shit heel kind of a, a foil and that, to me they'll always be remembered with the, the CTC stuff because of the, the time that they smashed up JBL's limo that's the first thing that always comes to my mind whenever I think about like crime time um, and obviously the uh, at one point, was it them that also managed to get Vinnie Mac in a in a do rag? <laughs> no, yes, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so yeah, we just just wanted to give them to a mention. Obviously, like I said, two very different circumstances. But um, if either of them has affected people, you know, like I said, reach out, talk to people. People are there. Um, gonna switch gears completely now in the words of Michael Cole and um, we'll bring it back up a little bit and we'll bring it back to one of our regular spots it's time for you uh, to get your hardware out Mr Cook yeah yeah yeah, yeah. predictions tile time I'm in true uh, social distance in fashion <laughs> this is how I've been going to the shops these days so that everyone knows so, Practical bling, that's what it's all about. Pretty sure I heard that this was getting turned into a 24-7 championship as well, so I've got to be on my guard. <laughs> well, the amount of times it's changed hands recently, it might as well be the 24-7 title. Um, speaking of which, let's get to the scores. So we were here last time, we did the Money in the Bank predictions. Score could have been a maximum of six, and as you can see, Mr Cook going in, as a champion after uh, taking the title from Matt back at Wrestlemania so here we go right out of a possible six the highest score was a five that's pretty good going sounds like champion uh, score to me true well true true to form I'm just going to get mine out of the way nice and early last as usual with the uh, massive three so that was that was mine out of the way and um, yeah so moving on (laughs) Two, two of you got four. I'd say the winner got five. So this time round, the winner was Mr. Matthew Moore taking that title back. 
Look, I'll do it, I'll do it like this because on my screen it would go like this. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's as far as it'll go. <laughs> just like. Um, so yeah, the, the ones. <laughs> Unfortunately for you, Matt, you'd have got a full house if you hadn't have gone with my logic about the Forgotten Sun winning the tag title. And uh, after the recent outburst <laughs> from from Jackson Michael, I can't see yeah. him getting anywhere near that anytime soon. I'm not getting into politics, but if you want to look that up, feel free. Uh, but yeah, the ones the ones that essentially cost uh, Paul and Andy was Baszler and then uh, Baszler, Baszler not winning the women's and then Daniel Bryan and Corbin not winning the uh, the men's obviously we're going to talk a little bit about what happened in a couple of the matches the Otis just winning in life <laughs> well <laughs> it's one of them isn't it it's like well yeah but if, if you've not seen it the, the the finish was weird. It was very creative, but also weird. Um, obviously, Rey Mysterio and uh, Alistair Black were the two that got thrown off the roof, as we, we discussed that briefly last time. Falling, well, as, falling all. As Corbin had any uh, like manslaughter charges raised against him yet, or? Well, no, because they, they had such a horrific fall from such a great height that both Alistair Black and Rey Mysterio competed on Raw the very next night. And uh, <laughs> they, they then also justified that by saying, it's okay, there was a second roof that was only six foot lower, as if we hadn't maybe thought about that before. But <laughs> cheers, cheers for that, Corey Graves. Work that one out. Um, but yeah, it was weird. It was very weird. So from from memory, it was, was it not... Um, AJ at the top of the ladder, fumbling and fighting. AJ dropped. AJ dropped the case into Otis's hands. Yeah. Into yeah, because Otis had tried to uh, climb the ladder and smash the bottom rung again, hadn't he? I think as well. So there was no way he was ever going to climb. But then uh, yeah, the, to use the NFL uh, analogy, the, the fumble return or whatever, it, whatever it would have been. There he was, just waiting, open arms, and declared new Mister Money in the bank. Pick six. <laughs> well, absolute jackpot. But they've not since he's won it. They've not really sort of forced the issue of him having a case. Yeah, he carries it around. But there's been, there was a slight tease the SmackDown after about him uh, when he ended up tag teaming with Braun Strowman. But then uh, sort of cried off. But everything sort of Otis sort of story wise has been related around the main winnings, if you like, in his uh, in his story arc of, of, of Mandy Rose. Be interesting to see, like you said. I think Paul sounds like he's, he thinks there's going to be a bit more to that. <laughs> oh, tie lipped, tie lipped. No, no ship sunk here. Is um. I've seen very little. So. It, it's got it. Like ultimately, somewhere down the line, surely she's going to end up like being a heel and sort of screwing him over because they're not going to turn Otis on, on, on her no way and I can only suggest it might be that she possibly screws him out of whatever title he goes for with, with said briefcase but again mere speculation as we like to do on getting over we'll write the stories and then they'll not ever use them <laughs> yeah we'll put, we'll put together a much better card and then they'll go and fuck it around 
So yeah, on top of that, obviously there was the women's Money in the Bank match. That for me, bearing in mind it was happening at the same time as the men's, was kind of better. I enjoyed the women's sort of element of it more than, than the guys. The um, the one bit that I did kind of enjoy from the fellas was also the uh, AJ and Daniel Bryan fighting in Vinnie Mac's office. It was always going to happen, wasn't it? Always going to happen. Um, but the best bit was the fact that he shouted at them and made them straighten up the office chairs before they left, and then he proceeded to use what can only be described as a large amount of hand sanitizer shortly after. <laughs> um, well, so yeah. you see all the stuff that got put on Twitter about like um, the main people which going the, the the most impressive thing about seeing inside Vince McMahon's office wasn't the fact that well the the paper being inside the headquarters wasn't the fact that you saw inside the uh, inside of Vince's office. It was the fact that Vince wears jeans. <laughs> but that's, 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 that's never ever been the case. Working on Sunday. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Some reference about the dinosaur bones on the wall not being the oldest thing in his office as well. Wasn't <laughs> <laughs> the only uh, dinosaur in the room? Blah blah blah. <laughs> but the going back to the women's one I thought the women's one started hotter with uh, Asuka doing the balcony dive right from the off onto mm. the, other, the other women yeah. and then proceeding to just dive straight into the lift uh, yeah it was to me that was good but the best bit for me for the whole women bit was Dana Brooke <laughs> do you know what I'm going to say now so they fight into a conference room and all the conference rooms are either named after um or pay-per-view events or significant things to do with the company and they happened to be fighting in the Money in the Bank conference room where there was a briefcase hanging from the ceiling. So Dana Brooke climbs up, claims the briefcase, which didn't look like any of the other Money in the Bank briefcases gone before, thinking she won the match. So <laughs> they get it yes, it it money in? Yeah. Um, to which then Stephanie McMahon gives her a bit of a, a bit of a rollicking, who, by the way, was definitely in the room, right? Definitely not pre-recorded. No. Um, but, but yeah, then the whole the whole food fight that ensued afterwards as well with uh, Paul Haven getting stuck in that was quite quite good fun. Uh, I think all in all, it was definitely different. But how did you guys feel about the uh, sort of the cinematic style? If you like, first first ever that's not been live as well in the Money in the Bank match so. I think they just went a bit overboard with the comedy moments. It was like one or two would have been fine. Like the Dana Brooke thing would have been good. The the AJ Styles and Daniel Black, but then you know, oh look now let's have a food fight now let's have this and it kind of turned into a little bit a little carry on wrestling kind of thing. <laughs> it was a little bit like kind of Benny Hill slash kind of you know chasing around the building. And I kind of think yeah, fair enough, but. Did you have the right wrestlers to do that? You know, because Alistair Black is not a comedy wrestler. You know, um, fair enough. Maybe the other ones, the other five men were. One of the styles in that category. I know he can do it, but I think the the, the, the way they've got enough comedy and kind of they, they, they need styles to be either heel styles or straight up best wrestler in the world style. Because yes, it didn't. It didn't need to get stuck into the comedy stuff at the moment. I just thought, you know, it, it perhaps needed maybe a little bit more wrestling, just to be picky, kind of thing, would, would, would be the kind of thing. I'm not going to lie, I'm really struggling with 
the way it is at the moment. I'm, struggle, I'm struggling to have any interest. It's like, it feels to me like the WWE circus. The, the, there are a lot of elements that I'm just like, I, I see it and I'm just instantly like, I don't need to watch this. More, the, I, I agree with Matt, more wrestling would kind of be nice in, in, in the wrestling yeah, uh, <laughs> get on, get on well with uh, Jim Cornette at the minute, Andy. Nobody, no, nobody, nobody gets on Jim Cornette. Yeah, <laughs> Jim Cornette. Like I said, well, I, I, I don't mind him. I don't have a problem with that. He, he sometimes says things that are a bit. He's definitely engaged his, his mouth before he's properly thought about what he's about to say. But I still like his podcast. I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to promote this guy too much. But on the basis of. He knows. I, I'm a full believer of. He knows exactly what he's doing because it just—it's the only way he can stay relevant by causing bother for people. Well, to say what he said about Becky Lynch was full-on disgraceful. But he knew what he was doing. He's, he's after look, heat all the time. He says controversial thing after controversial thing, and like, I mean, like I messaged you guys, and. Something else that you, like you mentioned, Stu. If it's a gimmick, then it's really short-sighted. If it's what you feel, then that's a whole other issue. Because that's just... It's not art. You know, the, the things that he says... He's a racist. He's a homophobe. He's got a really bad attitude to female wrestling. You know, if you're going to turn around and say, well, shouldn't got pregnant. If that, if that was me, I'd be furious with it. I'm sure Vince McMahon is not happy that the main person in his company is there, but at least he's had the good grace to be like, hey, she's put the company on her back for about the last two years. And then that prick just has to say that. And I was just like, no, no. Just, I'm, you know, I know, I know I've made comments about him, in, but I'm just done talking about him because I just, I, he's, his, his opinions on wrestling are not relevant anymore. If he wants to go back to the Attitude Era, go there's nobody there anymore you know I'm sure some people you know and some of the wrestling sites that we see still think that he's hilarious and relevant it's not relevant now but it's probably it's probably even older than the uh, the attitude era to be fair to be fair I don't think he mm -hmm. I don't think he particularly liked that he's more sort of 70s 80s style that's 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 what he likes and that's he won't, he won't change from that sort of mindset. But there's an element of, yeah, classic wrestling, that's fine, but let's include everybody in it. You, yeah. you know? It's <laughs> horses for courses, you know. What, what he likes, but what everybody likes, you know, we go to wrestling shows, and is do we like everything that's in the show? Possibly not. Do I need to see another death match? Definitely not. Um, but that floats some people's boats. I don't need to see technical wrestling all the time because that's good. But, you know, at some point you're like, can we do some flippy shit, please? Or can someone just hit somebody really hard? You know, let's do something, you know, kind of thing. But it's it's all it all makes up professional wrestling. It's not, you know, and I think at this point where you know, you've got promotions like Stardom that is all an all-female um, 
promotion with really talented wrestlers. Let's forget, you know, what gender they are. You know, it, it's 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 a point where, you know, we laugh about Vince being a dinosaur. For me, Cornette is a bigger dinosaur than 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 Vince because he's just stuck. He's stuck. 34 years ago where you know women shouldn't be in the wrestling ring you know I, yeah I don't know <laughs> yeah well let's let's as, we, as we've talked about the gimmicky stuff let's let's move on to the the actual wrestling match if you like of that night for me uh, Drew McIntyre the first proper defence of the uh, WWE title against Seth Rollins to me absolutely delivered whereas Say so there was plenty of gimmicky stuff involved in that whole pay per view, which, by the way, I've not even mentioned the fact that it was a good hour and a half shorter than the regular pay per views as well, which just completely caught me off guard. But at least it was at least, at least an early earlier night for us in the UK, so that was that was all right. Um, but for, for me, with the way that that match went down, I thought it made Drew again look an absolute million dollars, beating somebody that's been at the top of the card for a very very long time now, especially on on Raw. Um, that guy also, as well, Seth Rollins could have used underhanded tactics to beat him with the current gimmick, but you know didn't get away with it. And now I think Rollins losing gives him like a refocus to move on to like different a different part of the card. He doesn't have to be in the world title picture as he has been for almost the last two years straight. Um, or you know now it is the WWE title again rather than Universal. But it, whilst it, it keeps then Drew moving on to the next, which which we'll get to his next challenge very shortly for, uh, but, uh, for that. no, we won't in class. That's next time. That's next week. Next week on Christmas. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I, I like as, as a as a thing. Again, enjoyed the the comedy bit. I don't want to see it every 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 single time. Money in the bank already for me should be something that's necessarily like the opening match of WrestleMania rather than its own pay-per-view I think with, with science as much as I do enjoy it um, I'd, I'd, I'd be quite happy if they never do it in the towers ever again no it's, it's an important it's an important kind of thing because it kind of sets the table for a good few months with the with the two with the two briefcases and yeah but to be a bit too the women's match was a bit more kind of serious and proper, as it were, kind of thing. <laughs> well, you know, when you I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure we'll talk about the uh, the women's briefcase a bit more on next week. But um, obviously, yeah, that's that's kind of had its because of the Becky Lynch thing. That's kind of already run its course with the case. Obviously, circumstances you can't change. It's not necessarily a bad thing, but there is no kind of suspense element now in the the, the aftermath of the women's money in the bank, as we've with Becky Lynch now uh, heading off with her uh, pregnancy Asuka's just by de facto the champion although I did the, the handover one done particularly well but we, we can we can always talk about that a bit more next time on the uh, on, on getting over when we're doing like the, the main main roster stuff um, speaking of more main roster stuff another release although this time the uh, NFL guy Mr. Rob Gronkowski in the possibly one of the shortest ever main roster careers didn't have to go through developmental didn't really have to do anything other than jump off a balcony pin somebody and then just has now disappeared losing the 24-7 title uh, that he picked up at Wrestlemania our truth is now the probably 65th (laughs) 
65 time champion or 24 7 7 11 i45 champion or whatever it is that he's going to bill it as um but yeah so the, the gronk has gone and um, obviously that's coming shortly after him re-signing for for the books for the upcoming nfl team anybody see that coming anybody think he'd maybe try and sort of pull double duty a little bit or <laughs> A part of me legitimately thought they might try and tie something in with a broadcast on Fox. But I, I, thought, I thought they might try and weave it yeah, into, obviously into a game. I thought that he would score a touchdown and somebody <laughs> would come and pin him as part of his celebration <laughs> and take the title <laughs> off him and run off down the tunnel. That's how I thought it was going to go. <laughs> it would have been, been good. It would have been a great... Like, now that they're allowed... To, I don't know, hang on. Are they allowed to use props as part of the celebration? Now? I can never remember whether they agreed on that or not. You just get off truth as the mascot. It got banned a couple of seasons ago, didn't it? And I don't know if they were ever looking at bringing it back. I don't know if they have. Well, Michael Thomas got a fine when he when he hit the phone in the post. So I'd imagine that a title belt would probably come under the same jurisdiction. So. If he scored a touchdown and then went and just got the title belt and was like posing with it and stuff like that, and then yeah, Archer would have just come and spears him out of nowhere or something like that. That'd be hilarious. You're not telling me that you know you're not telling me that the, the name on that uh, check that pays that fine wouldn't have read McMahon though if it had, if it had done it. He'd have absolutely yeah. paid for it. Yeah, obviously, I suppose. Or Fox <laughs> themselves, to be fair. Yeah, yeah Fox, Fox would have filled the ball for that one. Guy about giving him the cash. Oh, you know they, they could. Vince could just use all that XFL money that he's now not spent. <laughs> Oops. Um, yeah. So, and, and going back to the the, the wrestling, there, so some, something else that's come back over the last uh, few weeks. They're letting a the crowd in, except for this time, the, the the crowd that have come back are actually NXT wrestlers and performance center trainees. What What do you mean, Paul? What are you getting out there? Trying to beat me. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. You're going fishing, and I'm not biting. <laughs> so basically, they've, they've put them up. Matt's, Matt's favourite wrestler in the entire world, Rich Holland, was one of the um, special special uh, guest members of the audience, if you like. And uh, yeah, we, we we spotted him straight away. Mitch or Matt knew that he was there in attendance. Happened to also be the guy's birthday, though. So you know, ringside tickets for Raw. And uh, I'm sure you guys also saw him because I think I sent it on to you that we pointed that out. We we spotted him and uh, got a little reply on on Twitter from the man himself. So pretty sure Matt's now framing that up and sticking it up in his uh, in his front room. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, the, it's good that they've got a crowd back. Though, a bit of atmosphere. I think that, you know, like yeah. kind of not not wanting to compare the two promotions, but AEW have been doing it pretty much from like from when they started with kind of lockdown and all that kind of thing and it's worked really well you know a, a wrestler that's done well over here Shug D has managed to actually get himself onto the main roster in a match with uh, with Chris Jericho through kind of being part of the AEW crowd so if they start to do the really cool thing that I do like about the, the way WWE's done it they do it like a hockey arena with the plexiglass so I quite I quite enjoyed that kind of thing. I know some people think it's shit, but I quite I thought it looked it kind of had that kind of hockey atmosphere. Oh, I, just, I 
I just thought if they work on it a little bit more, it could have that kind of hockey style atmosphere about it. You know, um, nah, nah, nah. They need to work nah. on it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gonna have to stop you there. I'm, I'm going. I'm, Look how annoying he is. I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw in my ready to grumble. So again, as always, if you guys have got one, so ready to yeah, grumble. Go on, man. The seg- segment that we like. Put thirty seconds on the clock. Well, I'll get it off my chest and then never to be mentioned on the podcast by me ever again. All right, we got it. Right. Let's go. Yeah, those screens go. are ready to grumble. Those screens are my ready to grumble because yeah, I understand they're there for safety. And that's absolutely fine. How do they actually work? Those people are not two metres away from each other. Those people move around during the recordings. And as well, poor bastards have to stand up for seven hours worth of tapings as well, which I think is very harsh. They're clear. I get that. But how, how, how distracting are they when they're so reflective? So infuriating for me. I'm not enjoying the screen at all. There we go. I'm not talking Good about that now. Lovely. Perfectly within the time as well. <laughs> yeah, that's that's me. I'm not I'm not mentioning them, them again now because that's uh, yeah, it's 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 a, been a been a bit of a bone of contention of mine for the last couple of weeks. <laughs> I I think I might know what Matt's might be. I can't t- if we do the rule that we can't talk about it, I've talked about it once. I can't talk about it again. <laughs> We can't oh, talk about it from, from that point onwards. Maybe it's not what I think it is then. Anybody else got a grumble that they want to throw in right about now? I do. I, well, I, I've got two. One that Paul think. Well, Paul could do mine for me if he thinks he knows what it is. But I've got two. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, yeah, go, go for it then. We've got, I've got a, a time for somebody else. Got it. Right. Ready, Matt? Jackson Riker, right? I don't give a shit whether it's you know whether it's your gimmick or whether it's your character or what. Tweet, tweeting what he tweeted on was it Sunday night, Monday morning, was completely out of order. And if if, if that's what he really feels, then he needs to be gone because well, either way, he needs to be gone because it doesn't sit well the the whole kind of supporting what what he supported. He's nailed it right inside the time as well. Yeah, yeah. So it was, we won't, won't get too much into the, the politics of it, but yeah, it, for, for his own tag team partner to come out and distance himself from him, with, you know, within a matter of hours afterwards, it's not, not it going to go well, is it? No, no, no. It goes back. It goes back to what we were just saying about uh, JC as well, in the sense of if it's a gimmick or if it's what he really feels. But the, you know, there's no distinction. But yeah, and any, any more grumble? I was gonna say, there's a local there's a local wrestler called HT Drake that says kill all gimmicks. He's definitely killed their gimmick. <laughs> there's no <laughs> way there's no way that gimmick's going anywhere. I, I just it was one of them as well where they're always on a bit of a losing streak where if they're gonna be called the Forgotten Sons, the minute one of them absolutely drop the ball, then people are gonna make the make the joke about them actually being forgotten, so I'm sure it won't be long. Hasn't already been published. Well, I mean, like it, it was the makeup of the group anyway was was poor, and it, it's uh, yeah, it wasn't. It was just so short sighted and just 
just wrong, just so wrong. If, if anybody is lost by the comment, let's just, again, we're not, we're not going into it too much, but let's just say that the, the chances of them facing the New Day for the titles are probably slim to none at this point. Um, so yeah, moving on from that one. Um, any, any more grumbles or should we, should we get stuck into some predictions? Let's predict it. Prediction. Okay, cool. So, seeing as seeing as Mr. Moore's got that shiny, shiny hardware to defend this time around, uh, yeah, this brings us to in your house this Sunday, live or not, as the case may be, from the performance centre at Full Sail, as has been for the last few, like, well, few months or so now. But this time, it's the turn of NXT. At the time of recording, there's five matches that have been listed for the card. Uh, there was supposed to be six. But the cruiserweight or the interim cruiserweight championship finals, which is definitely not a mouthful, um, has now been moved to NXT, which will have actually gone out before the podcast goes to air. So you'll be able to see how right or wrong we were right from the off. So we will talk about that match, though I think. Um, yeah, so the matches that we've got to talk about, other than that, are the NXT women's title is on the line. Uh, there's a couple of singles matches, and then there's a North American title defence and an NXT title defence. So, as it's been moved off the main show, let's start with the finals of the Cruiserweight tournament for the Cruiserweight title. This time around, it's, and this is where my pronunciation goes to absolute rats, so apologies. Um, I'll start with Drake Maverick, because everybody knows how to pronounce Nailed that. It. But the- Nailed that. Nailed that. Well done, Stu. Could have gone with... I could have completely goofed it and gone with Drake Spud then, couldn't I? But um, <laughs> so, so Drake Maverick versus El Hijo del Fantasma. No. Um, just in case the name doesn't give it away, Mexican Lucha Libre wrestler, uh, for those that haven't maybe seen it. This whole tournament has really been Drake Maverick's redemption story, and we'll find out if that's going to come to fruition. For the regular listeners amongst you, um, you'll note that we talked about the releases on a release special a little while back and Maverick's name was on that list. Except for he's probably wrestled more matches since officially being released than he actually wrestled when he was signed Um, because he's not doing any kind of general manager gimmick or anything at the moment, obviously. Um, I suppose it's a similar vein to the Heath Slater storyline with the SmackDown tag team titles from a few years back, but basically Maverick needs to win the tournament to essentially keep his job. They threw a bit more extra tension in there when um, the, 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 the tournament was set up. There's two like two pools, if you like, a Group A and a Group B. And Group A was like a three-way tie with Maverick in it. So they had, uh, on last week's NXT, they had a triple threat match to determine the winner of the group. I think most people, if they hadn't have twigged that this was going to happen with Maverick, would have probably picked Kashida to win that match. But... Um, Kashida had the armbar in on Jake Atlas, who was the, the third uh, opponent in that match. Whilst the armbar was applied, Maverick snuck in and, and uh, pinned Atlas for the win. There was a little bit of controversy during it, because just before the ref counted three, Atlas was actually tapping out, but the ref positioning missed that. Uh, but after the match, Kashida actually gave his blessing for uh, Maverick to still be awarded the, the win. Like it matters anyway, pal, because referee's decision is final. Um, but... If Maverick wins, I would then assume that Kashida's probably got the first, first shot at it. Did, did anybody think that he would actually do well, as well as he has? Sure, he's 
surely, surely Jordan Devlin's got the first shot. He's not. He's not been mentioned though, has he? It's, whilst it's to crown the interim champion, there's been absolutely no mention of the Irish year. There's like a, a sentence every now and again. Oh yeah, he's stuck in Ireland or something. You know, like that. You're like, oh, okay, then we'll just glaze over that a little bit, kind of. <laughs> the one, the one thing that's bothered me about it is obviously the focus is on Maverick, and I get that. But why? You know what we're doing now? I'm pretty sure people have heard of using video calling or video conferencing why not have Devlin be sort of chipping in his opinion still all the way through it I can you know he's still he's still the champion he's, he, to me why are they not dropping him in because that just adds more on to like what happens next it's, it, it seems strange because like he seems to be dropping little bits on like Twitter and Instagram and stuff like that but it doesn't seem to be like an official kind of he's, he's doing a really good job of keeping himself <laughs> in the picture which which seems bizarre really it's kind of, you've just got visions of it being like well you know we get two or three months down the line and actually we'll just brush it all under the carpet and whoever's won the, the interim cruiserweight title is just the cruiserweight champion now and no John who what no yeah, what exactly. never happened we never had a purple belt what <laughs> <laughs> but weirdly the one that they've been using on NXT is the purple one. Oh right, because initially it was black, didn't they? It was purple when it went two or five live was like, and the Cruiserweight Classic original was the was the thing, and then changed it black when, or shortly after when Devlin picked it up, and then maybe that's how they're they're going to distinguish the difference. Then so the interim is the purple one. The purple one they're fighting for, is it the WWE Cruiserweight Championship or is it the NXT Cruiserweight Championship? It's the WWE got... Interim Cruiserweight 24 7, 7 11, <laughs> 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 M6. Because that, that could be the way they get around it, I suppose. Because if they've still got the old belt with WWE on it, but because Devlin's not the one that's got NXT on it. I don't know if I ever got like updated with that logo actually, and I should know I that being like. Okay, I'm, I'm sure I saw something with it on where it's like it's just taken from the WWE app, just put NXT in, in the middle instead. That mm. that could be one way of getting around it, I suppose. You see, I'm, I'm easily distracted. It was like, oh, it's not purple; it's just gone. You know, the strap's been changed to black leather again. It's like, yeah, that, that took any kind of effect off the actual plates on the belt. Which... <laughs> was it? Did you see like on T on TNA? Because. Um, is it Tessa Blanchard couldn't defend the Impact chi- title? Moose bought the TNA title back, and that's they've now got two champions with different belts. So maybe it is a level of nuance, but um, yeah, it's just weird. And as well, I thought just just quickly switching on to Impact for a second with the Slammiversary coming up. Two weird things about that is that the matches that are penciled in for that so far, they haven't. I thought that the, the instant thing to do would be like a unification of the two not doing it we've got two separate matches but also the first main advertising I've seen for Slammiversary is basically a glass of whiskey in the hand of somebody who's watching the TV of a news broadcast about all the people who were released from WWE I get that some of those were TNA guys and stuff but like why why would you promote it in that way I don't I, I don't get it like I thought they'd have wanted to stay away from it but anyway um, yeah, so, does anybody think 
anybody other than Drake Maverick is winning. No. Well, I, I can't pick the other guy because I still don't know what his fucking name. So you're, gonna, you, you're just doing this to make me say it again, aren't you? Yeah. So what was his name? I didn't. I didn't catch it. I'm sure it's pronounced El Hijo del Fantasma, and if it's not, it's El Hijo, which sounds wrong in a Yorkshire accent. <laughs> I mean, he's come with a lot of height, didn't he? Yeah. Lots of vignettes and lots of kind of this, that, and the other. But then there's that weird thing where people keep, people keep, keep on trying to, to uh, like kidnap him. <laughs> That's really bizarre. It just keeps on happening. It keeps on fighting him off, you know. And then he fought off with it. Jake Atlas the other day. It's bizarre. It's happened like three or four times now that they've tried it. Then they kind of, they've already. Um, is, he like, is he only like four foot tall or something? No. Well, he's, he's a typical kind of Lucha Libre kind of thing, isn't he? Kind of. Uh, at this point in time, though, I'd like to know what's more dangerous, like COVID-19 or actually moving everything to the Performance Centre. Because I'm pretty sure through the Performance Centre, starting back with Tommaso Ciampa, there's been either mystery attack or mystery kidnapping at least one every month since, like, surely, you know, that's got to be a factor. Surely they've got to have added security. It's just, it's, you know, terrible, well, you know, terrible. No one's looking, was it Zemarion Z- 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 or whatever is, is um... Uh, NXT name is he's gone he hasn't been seen for weeks no no one's gone <laughs> anyone file the report you know to go with the manslaughter chart he's kidnapping yeah the worst part is is most people know him as Ian Ryan or DJZ and he, he hasn't even given the chance for people to get to know that he's, he's, uh, was it, is it Joaquin Wilde or something like that that's it yeah 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 no, you've not even got a chance for that to settle in yet before they're like, oh, he's gone. <laughs> so, yeah, so... I'm, 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 He'll be fine as soon as Robbie E turns up. Well, he's already there. He's, he's Chelsea there. Green's manager. That was the joke! Oh, uh, sorry, Paul. I've Jim got it. Yeah, fuck you. Maybe he needs Robbie T to back him up. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Big, big, big Robbie T. Throw back to uh, <laughs> ten years ago, almost in Tina. Um, yeah. So yeah, so there's your cooking past bingo. Who would have thought that Rob Terry would have got a shout out on the podcast? Yeah, I've put I've put everybody down for Maverick. So that's kind of now irrelevant as to whether he wins or not in terms of Maverick. Really when he doesn't win. <laughs> But then, then no, no, like, then because, like, because at least we can get on the Phantasmo gimme. Yeah, more that. You'd be when Paul turns up wearing the uh, the t-shirt of him next time. It's just a tiny, tiny little picture of the dude because the rest of it is his name taken up. <laughs> yeah. It's like when, when oh, man, it's like when you used to get uh, Van Nisselroy in the back of an old football shirt and it wear a long sleeve because it started at his elbow. Um, <laughs> well, you, you, you're the best one for that. You have Jan Venigor of Hesseling. Hesseling, yeah, I knew that was going to come out when you started. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the five matches that then remain, um, we'll start with what could be, for me, probably the best match of the entire card, which is the NXT Women's title match. Charlotte Flair as champion going up against Rhea Ripley in a kind of rematch from WrestleMania, but this time adding Io Shirai into the mix. 
remember last time when we were saying about uh, Ripley, we didn't see her getting screwed out of that title at WrestleMania and it turned out it was a work permit and when would she be back? Oh, nobody knew. The night that we recorded, she turned up on NXT. Um, so that obviously <laughs> didn't slow her down too much. Case, case of the podcast, I guess, in that sense. Um, but yeah, it did, she, she got it all sorted out and, and turned back up. I did think as well, I think it was Paul that had said, I think he called that, that match being the... Um, the best one of, of maybe a weekend and that could well be in terms of actual wrestling it was a decent match I'm quite quite happy to see this again and to Io, somebody with Io Shirai's skill and, and the variation in her style between the other two as well should should make it a bit you know even more interesting uh, I, I think for me personally it's about time that they, they gave somebody else the title I'm getting a bit bored of Charlotte Flair being on every single thing ever um, I wouldn't be surprised if that BT Sport advert what keeps coming up with Ric Flair and if they just sub Charlotte Flair into it instead just so they can get her face on another bit of uh, WWE programming at this point it's, it's getting a bit much for me she's good no no issue with her uh, you know her skills and stuff but just turn it down a bit too much of a good thing I think it's when she's That's everywhere it's when yeah, oh, Raw NXT Smackdown and you're like Jesus Christ you know the woo gets a bit annoying after a while. You know, it's just kind of like, marvellous, great, thanks. Like, have we not learned though as well by now? It started really probably with Cena, and then it went to Roman Reigns, and now it's gone to Charlotte. I think I think the only, like, they're trying to force certain people on you, but I suppose the one difference this time is that she's technically still a heel character, whereas the other two are still technically babyface I guess at the time so still not working for me having so much of her but but yeah predictions for the match gentlemen Paul do you want to do you want to go first any any thoughts on this one so usually I'd, cry, I'd, I'd trot out the same old it, it's probably too early to switch the titles line he's only had it since April but I, I wholeheartedly agree with everything that's been said. She's 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 overexposed is probably the best way to describe it. She's she's being used way way too much. They don't. I, I can only assume they don't want her on NXT because she's too valuable in other elements of the of the company. You wouldn't imagine that they'd just be happy just having her as a non-touring entity because she. She could probably. She's at the point now where she can probably draw a house on her name, on her name alone because she is. You know, you're guaranteed to get a good performance out of her. You're gonna you're gonna see a good match if she's on the card. So you're more than likely to be able to sell more more tickets when she's on the touring schedule. So I think they probably will switch the title, and I think it's Shirai's adding. Like, she's had quite a few opportunities now, be it against Baszler or. Did she have a match against Rhea Ripley at one point? I seem to recall that happened. So yeah, I, I think so. I, think I don't think it was. Might have been at the was it the takeover at Royal Rumble maybe? She's, she's either, either way. Either way. What um, man? What what match was it where she had that? Um, she was played to the ring by that Poppy, which was like the most bizarre kind of. Like twelve-year-old with a rock band behind her. That was so. 
that SummerSlam. The, like, the yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go with Shirai to win it. Right, she's, cool. been, okay. she's been this version of herself for a while, hasn't she? Yeah, and I do. I, I like the fact that it's, it's taken them this long, so she was known as the genius of the sky. Now she's gone a bit moody, and said they've changed the gimmick to like lost in the sky, and they which I quite wait. Just come on, it's only taken you what eight months or so to figure that one out. Um, Matt, who are you going with? Uh, I'm going to go with Charlotte Flair. I just think at the moment with the lack of lack of crowd and the dropping ratings. I think they're just going to go, they're going to have her everywhere. You know, they've seen an upturn, upturn in the viewership for NXT and I think they put two and two together and get 700,000. Um, so, um, so yeah, I think they're going to leave it on, leave it on her for a bit and kind of thing. Because I think, I think, obviously, kind of not wanted to kind of, well, we're talking about NXT, so, you know, they've obviously started moving people up onto the main roster as well, so, like, obviously Riddle's on SmackDown now. There's rumours mm. of Dijakovic going to Raw um, next week. I just wonder whether they go, is, is Rhea Ripley going to go up onto, onto SmackDown or, or Raw just to kind of bolster their numbers? Because, you know, they talk about it, but the, women, the women's... Uh, division in NXT is stacked and they've probably got other people that are going to come across as well because you know Tony Storm's kind of disappeared at the moment when's she going to perhaps come back into the fold because she's not she's not you know obviously we were at the tapings in York when she kind of lost she couldn't um, challenge for the NXT UK title anymore um, so yeah she's going to come across you know because obviously she shouldn't have any problems depending on where she lives at the moment shouldn't have any problems getting a visa and, and working in the US at the moment so yeah. you know I, I think that, that that's what I think will happen anyway you've just you just actually swayed my decision but not to the same as yours I'm, I'm going to go for Rio Shirai on that basis because when you said about the call ups I'd completely forgotten um, about Riddle because um, I'd uh, full disclosure not quite caught up on Smackdown yet but that is a good point and now having talked about Becky briefly that is a big gaping hole in that Raw roster um, so to me the two most established ones are Charlotte obviously and Rhea Ripley people know more of her from around six as uh, NXT Women's Champion and then the match at Wrestlemania so it would make sense for those two to maybe kind of move into some sort of programme on Raw um, leaving Shirai with the title on NXT so I'm, I'm going to go for Rio Shirai as well which brings us to round out that prediction to Andy Rhea Ripley for me please Ooh, is this purely for points by any chance <laughs> not purely for points no um, I, I must admit I felt a little out of sync on the uh, on the last of the podcast and I was uh I was shooting in the dark on a couple of picks, as was reflected by me relinquishing my uh, my title and letting Matt have another opportunity at being a champion. But uh, well, you know, swing, swing one my way, that'd be. Uh, <laughs> all I mean, the nations gratefully accepted it. I mean, I mean, I mean it didn't sound right this year. I'm not going to lie. It's uh, it, you know, got to keep it up in the upper echelons now, and uh, and. Uh, <laughs> It's a. It's not. It's not so much playing points. I have researched. I've collated. 
I've used an algorithm and uh, you've all gone for something different so uh... <laughs> sorry right, baby sorry right, baby you ain't going anywhere mm -hmm. <laughs> I've, uh, sorry, I've, I've logged that in so that's, that's all sorted so uh, we'll, we'll move on to the next um, one of the two I guess grudge matches if you want to call it that is the uh, relative newcomer Carrion Cross versus Tommaso Ciampa at this stage, uh, for me, Tommaso Ciampa starting to almost feel like the gatekeeper because he's like welcoming the new guys quite quite often. But Cross is that new guy, and uh, he's got the killer entrance. If you excuse the uh, excuse the pun. He's got a bit of a sidekick in Scarlett, definitely drawing attention wherever she goes. But the overall presentation of that that entrance is fantastic. Seems to be glossed over the fact that his entrance music is like the Armageddon theme tune from about 1999. Uh, but, you know, recycling, saving planet and all that. But so far, he's only been sort of involved in like squash matches. So this is like the first real outing for me that he's going to get on, uh, on WWE and TV. So he's definitely going to be seen in a different light. Now, this, this guy was... Like, uh, was um, when did he come? He came from Impact, didn't he? He's Killer, Killer Cross and Impact, and they've changed his name slightly to Carrion Cross. Um, but he came in with a massive reputation, and there was I remember even a point where he was being touted as the guy who could possibly be the hacker on SmackDown, um, and it, it obviously didn't come in. But it was talked as if he was going to skip NXT and go straight to the main roster, so he has come in with a bit of a rep. I feel a bit bad saying this because I absolutely like rate Tomato Champa massively, but it's the guy's first pay per view match essentially. Can't see Cross losing, so cards on the table nice and early for me tonight with that one, but I'm going for, for carrying Cross. Yeah, me too. They've, they've built him up to be something like a borderline monster kind of thing, and uh, I, I, I don't think he'll be in NXT for very long but in the, while he is there he's going to beat up some big names and then he'll be on the main roster quick wouldn't surprise me if it, if his next programme somebody like a, a Bala or if they yeah. stick him straight, straight in with Adam Cole or you know like, like you say it, it's going to be sort of greatest hits tour almost mm-hmm like maybe even like a Keith Lee or something like that I mean Keith Lee will make him look like a million dollars as well but yeah yeah we'll, we'll, we'll talk about Mr Lee shortly because based on what we, what you've just said I have a bit of a theory so Paul you've got Karen uh, Cross yeah. or Shout Out to Matt I agree Champa. with everything I agree with everything that's been said so far I've not seen much of him but the, the bits I have seen I imagine that he'd, uh, he'd probably have quite a good feud with someone like Alistair Black when he does go up to the main roster and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, I, I agree with what you said. There's no, I, I can't remember the last person they brought in that was new that was hyped and then they lost their first pay-per-view outing. So, yeah. Andy? Yeah, same here. Um, He's, he's gone, he's chased after us, he's gone looking for this fight, first pay-per-view, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense to have 
like like Paul just said, to have this much hype to walk away with a loss, um, it t kind of takes the wind out of the sails. So, yeah, I think it'll be clean sweep on that one, isn't it? Yep, it is all the way across. So, um, from from one guy with the killer entrance to the guy that formerly, I guess, had one of the best entrances in, in all of wrestling, Finn Balor versus Damien Priest. So this is this is getting back into the uh, kidnapping mystery attacker kind of business again because it was like who's attacked Finn Balor whilst we're in the middle of this feud with Walter, which has never been mentioned since the outbreak because now nobody needs to remember that there was a match set up for that. Um, it turns out Damien Priest, the man formerly known as Punishment Martinez in uh, Ring of Honor, uh, is is the guy that's going that's that's owned up to it basically and. Um, Damien Priest has been relatively quiet in terms of takeover appearances since his debut. Um, and interestingly, probably going up against the guy who might have the best pay-per-view record for, for takeover appearances. So, where do we go with this one? Who's got what? I'm going to go with Balor. Yeah, you know, uh, Damien Priest keeps on picking these fights with people and then losing. <laughs> you know, I just can't. Yeah, they're not gonna. They're not gonna have Balor lose to someone of his stature. What, well, that's it. What, what you're saying is he, he is like the reverse Undertaker. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shout out NFL Poker. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I, I agree. I'd, I'd like Damian Priest to win. Um, I would have possibly even have given it on the same basis of, as we've just given it for carrying cross in the sense, you know, it's an early pay-per-view appearance. He probably shouldn't lose, but I don't get the feeling that that invested in his character is a bit more interesting as well because it's a bit, little bit more established. I think for for me, I, I feel like that anyway. So I'm, I'm also going Balor. Andy, Damien Priest for me. I think that uh, I think that. He's going to win it, and I think the reason for that is that we haven't seen the demon yet. I think it's probably going to spark the return. And but that's a very bold prediction. It is. Paul, so, yeah. you want to finish this one off? I like, I like where I'd be going with that. Um, I'd, I'd like to see it, but I, I, I... Bala doesn't lose at takeovers, does he? Does he? That's the question. Doesn't he? <laughs> doesn't he? Uh, I don't think... I don't think Priest's a big enough name to warrant a victory over arguably the most established person that NXT's ever had at this particular time of his career. So yeah, stick me down in the baller camp for this one. Oh, right. Points right there in my uh, points in my pocket there, boys. <laughs> I love it. So we've got we've got two matches to go. Um, so both title matches. First one we'll we'll get to is the the NXT North American title. This time round, champion Keith Lee defends against Johnny Gargano, the newly all healed up with wife. Candice LeRae into both as a, as a heel pairing. Now, I don't think there's any getting around that if this was straight up, Keith Lee is an absolute beast. 
and should probably rip Johnny Gagano's head clean off his body. <laughs> um, but Johnny Wrestling's got a new attitude of late. It's not. It's all about the Johnny Gagano way, isn't it? And how you know? How would he he do things that? Because it's it's not worked out being Mister Nice Guy. He said in the past. So I can I can see the logic. It was. I mean, he's getting up into the realms of the big show for heel face, heel face, but. No one will pump. ever get to that level. <laughs> ever. Like, like, what, what, like, do we feel though, like, the change, the change in attitude, is it going to actually do him any good? I mean, let, let's not forget, as a face already, he, he was the first Triple Crown NXT champion anyway, he was the first guy to win everything in NXT. They're heavily invested in it. You know, they put obviously the vignettes that they put together and all the kind of changing for both him and Candice, Candice Lorraine. So it kind of seems strange that it won't go anywhere. Um, but then, you know, are, are they moving Keith Lee elsewhere in the, you know, main roster or somewhere else onto the into, in NXT? Let's, this this is where I was threading it together with what you were saying before. So yeah, the rumours were that Dajakovic is going, which it's a little bit. I mean, I'm enjoying him. I think he's a good. He needs more he work. He does, but it, to me, he seems to be a fast learner. He's come on so much in such a mm-hmm. short space of time. I think he will be the guy to go into the main title picture for me. I think Keith Lee loses the North American title moves up into the NXT title area whilst I think they'll probably have a bit of a clear out I won't be surprised if Velveteen Dream goes um, Adam Cole possibly although he's got a bit of baggage then because does he take the rest of Undisputed Era with him or do, do they keep him around as, a, as, as like the unit that they keep building NXT on the back of I'm not sure about that entirely but I think if they've lost Riddle they're losing Dijakovic possibly dream as well I, I think Keith Lee is the next sort of headline champion guy to build it around so I'm, I'm going Gagano sorry to cut you off right. I'm going to go Gagano as well I'm also going Gagano but okay. I want to add to that that I think that Keith Lee's going to go all the way up I think he's going main roster See, right, okay. See, so, yeah, tag a little spot on Raw for the man. Paul? When did he win it? Here he is, Mr. Hot, Mr. Hot Potato himself. Well, so, I'm just trying to think, who did he, who did he beat to get it off? Yeah, it was because it was the, the night that the prophecy dissolved, wasn't it? So is that before the rumble, was it? Or? I think no, so. It was after. It was after rumble because um, when he was against Lesnar in the actual rumble match, he wasn't. I don't think he was North American champion then. Fair enough. Um, I'm going to go against the grain and say that. Because if, well, if, if the times line up and so like that, he's not had it for half a year yet. So, 
it's already sort of been a bit of a hot potato title, hasn't it? It's, it's sort of passed around quite a lot, from what I can remember of it. For those of you that don't know, Paul may or may not be releasing a recording of uh, Matt Lucas's Thank You Baked Potato series, <laughs> but as, uh, Thank You Hot Potato instead. <laughs> not available anytime soon, for those of you that want to download Keep checking the uh, CookieCast website, though, just in case. Not going to lie. I, I, <laughs> Indeed, yeah. I'm absolutely. a huge clamouring for me to be uh, guest vocally on anything. I think that should... That should, that should that, I don't know if that's an incentive, if uh, get to a certain level of subscribers and Paula releases his own music video to cover uh, I mean, I'm, 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 happy to, I'm happy to pay for it. Okay. Why not? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I'll, do it in, uh, I'll do it in full Tony Pulis style uh, tracksuit. Full tracksuit? <laughs> Been waiting for this a long time. FT dub. FT dub. FT dub. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's like a topic, I guess, but... <laughs> yeah, sit me down for Keith Lee to a team. Uh, yeah, I feel like we've got quite a mixed bag for predictions this time. I could go anywhere this time. Um, so before before we get to the prediction for the last match on the card, hold up, hold up, Stu. Before we get to the last prediction, we're going to have a slight pause. <laughs> so uh, there'll be a little, there'll be a little pause, and then we'll continue. So yeah, last the last match on the card before we uh, predict this as a straight up wrestling match. Not the greatest wrestling match ever of all time in the world, but you know a wrestling match nonetheless. It's it's been announced that it's likely that Adam Cole versus the Velveteen Dream is going to be another cinematic style match because it, William Regal has said that he's going to find a special location for the match to take place. Uh, from what I've seen. Spoilers ahead, so you know, take this. It might, it might be, it might not be, not been confirmed, but just a, a general rumour seems to be that it might be some sort of parking lot brawl. But say nothing is concrete. But did you see it the is. thing where apparently people have been made to stay till like midnight or something like that after being recording for like seven hours? <laughs> and yet to pull their cars around to do it. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. But then again, that, that it could only be part of the match, though, it? it might not be the whole. Thing. So we'll, yeah. we'll see what happens with it, but I mean, they can't complain too much because what they're working once every two weeks at the moment. So. Been furloughed or released? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It could be much, much worse. <laughs> so yeah, so Adam Cole as champion going in um, against Velveteen Dream, which it feels like this could probably be Dream's almost last chance at the title because he's had quite a few shots over his course and he's never really other than being North American champion he's never really kind of won any of the, the major ones really so where do we go with it what are we thinking Mr. Cook Mr. Cook straight in there go on right you ready Adam Cole is celebrating one year as being champion that leans heavily towards him losing heavily heavily but no 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 get Adam Cole's name down in that box right now and I'll tell you why it's down it is down that is Velveteen Dream's last match in NXT up he goes 
if if he comes out wearing those pants that say "Call me up, Vince" on again, though, then he's gonna get that's gonna get binned off last minute. He's, he's Vince, Vince wants more of the of these guys and on the main roster. And like you say, you know, it's probably his last chance, but that doesn't necessarily mean he's gonna win it. That just means it's probably his last match. So I think Aaron Cole for now will keep it, but the Velveteen Dream will go up. I, I'd, like, I'd like to say that I absolutely agree with Andrew that the loser of this match absolutely goes to the main roster. However, the loser of the match and therefore new NXT champion Velveteen Dream. I just think it's it's a perfect time for him to send up the um, undisputed era so it's something something fresh they're in a they're in an environment they know so it's a good storyline to get them started on them on either raw or smackdown because it's a case of well you're already in our house as it is anyway so we thought it was about time that we started defending our house so to speak etc etc and then just build the storyline from there the bad news for you, Andy, is that based on my previous predictions record, I agree with what you said entirely. So I'm also picking Adam Cole. Um, It'll be fine. I feel we've, we've I feel disagreed like on that, others. It's fine. <laughs> I feel like what Paul what Paul said essentially will will happen at some point. But I feel like they're leaving money on the table by this. They've created a bit of tension with like between the group with like Roderick Strong, and if they don't play out. Not necessarily like undisputed era dissolving, but certainly Roderick Strong leaving the group as some sort of story. I don't feel like the main roster is the place to do that. I feel like that's the kind of the storyline which will then happen, and then Cole will go. But yeah, I also, when you mentioned it, seeing the graphic about the celebrating a year as NXT champion, and instantly was like, ugh. Yeah, so um, I agree with what he said. I'm, I'm, I'm putting down Adam Cole for me, which leaves us with our final prediction of the night. Yes, uh, yeah. I've gone back and forth with this because it's that kind of, it's the same kind of thing of, uh, yeah, I, Velveteen Dream. Part of me's like, oh, I can't see him going up to the main roster at the moment because you know, pictures to kids and that, you know. Um, <laughs> kind of not the best thing to be doing um, and it's kind of all kind of disappeared so I presume you know he looks at it and it was alright but okay then but then sending you know and I think if if Cole goes up to the main roster the whole of Undisputed either the whole of Undisputed Era has got to go with him or certainly um, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish because they'll just pull the same thing I would presume they'll pull the same thing as what they pulled when they first came to NXT they'll do the you know Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly go down to the ring and then Cole will come appear from nowhere kind of thing the Harvey Oxford era kind of thing and obviously Kyle O'Reilly I presume is stuck in Vancouver at the moment that's where he lives Um, hence him not being on NXT all this time like, you want that big impact if you're going to put the, if you're going to put the undisputed era onto onto 
the main roster, you want all four of them because I think as a as a four they work better. The kind of and you know you you saw it like super strong star total Kyle O'Reilly mark. I think he's he's a that kind of dick heel that kind of makes a smart ass comment, makes people look stupid. It's kind of got that sarcasm and kind of but then is also an awesome wrestler on top of it. And I think it, the group just misses him at the moment, just for me on the kind of like vignettes and all that kind of thing. When he, when he was on the other week, I was like, oh, excellent. This is going to be good. And it was better than most of the stuff that they've done in a while. <laughs> so at on, least on, on, still... on, the, on the back of that, though, I think I feel like this is the point where we need to really, you know, chances of any of Undisputed here actually watching this, maybe slim to none, but if you are watching gimmick infringement we've been doing this zoom thing for months stop it Zaz. <laughs> um so yeah. um i'm gonna yeah adam cole to retain i think adam cole to retain the, the other the other reason as well is like pick, picking Adam Cole he better bloody win because I've just got them side plates on the record for Tyler like. <laughs> <laughs> just absolute kiss of death so yeah so that that locks in our predictions um, just actually when I was thinking on whilst you were saying that just one thing that I wanted to very briefly just go back to talking about Riddle going up have you seen have you seen the fight pit that great minds think alike because that was going to be my any other business that match was absolutely insane and awesome I'm so glad again kind of indie mark I'm so glad that Timothy Thatcher's kind of getting a proper run as just being this rugged badass wrestler and I'm glad that he turned on Riddle as well to be honest <laughs> it was just really good and I'm, I'm glad they haven't stuck him with Imperium as well because I think that would have been just a really lazy kind of thing to do but yeah give it, it was give it time awesome. give it time <laughs> Oh, when they get desperate, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me if they start marketing a, a black T-shirt with a, a diamond on that says Imperium across it. Instead. <laughs> That's the height of laziness in that respect. Um, but yeah, I, awesome. Really enjoyed it. Didn't really know what to expect when Kurt Angle was announced as the special guest referee. You know, Rather than being announced all the way from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, was coming straight out of furlough. Um, but... Yeah, I, I felt like, more than anything, Angle felt like a bit like a deer in the headlights in that match. The whole thing was just really intense from start to finish. And in any other circumstance, you, like, you know, this is the guy who you know built his career off three eyes, one of them being intensity. But it was almost like he just, like, he didn't know what was happening. And it's not, you know, no fault of his own because it was just full, full tilt right from the off. But, it was a sad indictment of what he's been since he came back to the WWE to be honest I just he's just looked lost and he doesn't look well I think mm-hmm. I'm just worried I'm, I'm glad that he's not wrestling anymore because he walks in such a like gingerly ginger fashion and he looks lost in the middle of things and you just think like you know obviously all the time that he's spent wrestling is just he, I mean you just wonder what's going on, like, literally in his brain, physiologically in his brain, not kind of mentally, just, li- you know, how is he? I, I just, you just see him and you just think, you know, he's, he's just, the whole of him just, he, when he stood there, he looks like he's in pain. When he's 
moving around. It looks like he's in pain. And I've never seen anything as like. And he is isn't he's an athlete. That's the thing. Is that you know, lest we forget, he's an Olympic gold medalist. Um, but you know, not not being sarcastic about that, he's an Olympic medalist. He's a proper proper athlete, elite level athlete, and he looks. I've never seen an athlete look move like him at 40, 50. He's, he's, he's not, he's not an old man. He's not, but he's not necessarily like with that. He's not out of shape either. Like, oh, no, it's no. just that it's just his movement is like, a bro- it, it, it just feels a bit kind of broken. A bit but shaky and clunky and just, not, not to take anything away from, from the match, like I said, because like the, the performance that them two put on was just, it wasn't needed. Good. It was no, needed. I agree. There's there was no need to It was just, I mean, and the different spots, the riddles, I mean, I don't know what you even call that off the kind of, it was nice to have the two levels as well because that was just, mm. yeah, yeah, it was, it was yeah. impressive. I, I don't know where that came from. I don't know who thought, oh, but that's the... One floating bro. Yeah. It's like you can't you can't you can't call that move with a whole accent. Flirt flirting bro. Flirting bro. <laughs> yeah, doesn't really yeah, doesn't really go, does it? But yeah, I, if you've not if you've not seen it, that is worth taking some time to go back and watch. Um, especially to get caught before this weekend's pay per view. Obviously, just after you've listened to this podcast first. So uh, <laughs> um, yeah, any anything else anyone wants to, to, to get in before we go? Oh, oh. good. So, um, I suppose I'll, I'll just I'll just sort of it's not a, it's not a ready to grumble per se. But do we need thirty seconds though? Is that what you're telling us? You can, you can put thirty seconds on it if you want. Get that man a timer. There it is. Oh. Right. So I thought Matt was going to uh, chime in with something akin to does Nia Jax need to be taken off TV and just retrained on how to not actually kill people? Because has she had a match in the last sort of like five, six weeks where she hasn't injured the person who's been in there with her? Or is, is she just, has she got to the point where she's just doing it on purpose? Perfectly succinct, just tucked into the thirty seconds. The only, the only thing I would add to that, Paul, is that the the matches that she's had in the last five or six weeks have all been against the same person, pretty much as well. What's happening on Raw this week? Oh, Nia Jax versus Kyrie Sane, and instantly your thoughts are just, oh my god, how is she going to die this week? But it wasn't her fault. Kyrie Sane effed up the bump. Okay then. <laughs> I can't believe they came Every out with that. Every single week. I think. I think. <laughs> I, just, I, I can't think. believe they came out and said that. It's just like, you know. Of course, then next thing you know, uh, oh yeah, a member of the a member of the talent, Ross, the, the member of the talent says, yeah, it was a thousand percent Nia's fault. Yeah. Do you think we're all fucking stupid? Of course, we knew it was her fault. Thank, yeah, thanks for your statement, but um, most of us have got eyes, so, you know, there is that. We've also got a list of everybody that she's injured as we, as we go through it. <laughs> ah, see, now you've set me off now. I was thinking about this the other day. 
because there was a while where everyone was talking about, oh, Sasha Banks is a dangerous worker. People shouldn't work with. Where is this from Nia Jax? We don't get. It's kind of like this. Ah, let's let's find a little cover up for her. And that that cut on her head on on Carrie Sane's head is is disgusting. You know, and I, 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 I messaged you guys the kind of the whole thing with Becky Lynch coming out as pregnant. <laughs> it puts that whole bump in WrestleMania into a completely different perspective. Like, that's not, but the person that she was wrestling protected her. She was able to protect herself against it. Come on, somebody. Yeah, a hundred percent agree with Paul on that one. But you know, surprise. <laughs> I've already thought about it. I'm not meant to talk about it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, on the back of that as well, in this sort of imaginary list of banned moves, apparently the buckle bomb has been added. That's what I was just going to say. Mm. Yes. Was there another one as well? It used to be the curb stomp, didn't it? But that seems to have made a comeback. Yeah, but was it... Maybe I maybe I just misread it, but I thought it was the the, the outlaw the, the buckle bomb and something else, but I can't think what it was. Maybe maybe the list of banned moves should also include Nia Jax's entrance and then that would solve that issue. <laughs> it's just Nia Jax. Sorry. This is bad. I've been quite negative about somebody that you know, she is, is somebody that does that job, but just please just do it a bit safer. <laughs> yeah, just, she, just, she just needs to do some work. I think, I think someone just needs to take her to one side and be like, right, we need to work on what you're doing because, you know, I'm not... It's not a... It's not a... It's not a hate thing. It's just that... Come on, this, you can't kind of keep... You don't, you, you don't want to keep on watching wrestling and everything. Bloody hell, that book looked horrific. You know, and then... Oh, and then the same person keeps on doing it and you just think yeah they're going to they're gonna struggle to find people to, to work with it I think if she could just take ownership and it, like kind of not necessarily make a statement or anything like that but put it to bed put the work in like other than that why, why shouldn't she be the one that's essentially doing what Charlotte Flair is doing now She's got all the other tools to do it. She, you know, she could legitimately rip those people in half that she's wrestling. So it's just, it seems to be like the final piece of that puzzle for me. If she could, if she could just be trusted, maybe a little more. I don't think that they have any issues. She needs to go. She needs to go and work with someone like Awesome Kong or something like that. That's a similar kind of body type, size. Has got that kind of like aura about it, and just like right. You must have worked with people and kept them safe. Can you teach me how to do this? Mm. You know, because you just—I was listening to a podcast with the Undertaker, and they were talking to him about you know, how do you, how do you work with smaller guys? Like you know, he said he, he loved wrestling with Shawn Michaels. He was a smaller guy, and he's like, because I knew that I worked safe. I knew that they could protect them, and I would protect them as well. At some point, someone's just going to turn around and say. No, I don't want to wrestle that person. You know, they've taken her off the program with um, Alexa Bliss because she's got obviously the concussion issue kind of thing. And I'm not saying that Nia Jax caused, the, caused those concussions, but you know, it's obvious like you're not, you, you can't work with her because we're worried what will happen. 
and she she's a big name in the company, and it's gonna it's gonna deteriorate. So, you know, it's you kind of get the feeling at the moment that Kari Sane's doing it because she's not desperate to keep a job in the company because she could just walk back into stardom. But there's an element of all right, yeah, I'll do whatever you ask, and obviously we're building to the um, to the to the you know ask ask her. Um, uh, Nia Jax title match, which we'll talk about next week. Um, so she's kind of like a, you know, just thrown to the walls, as it were. <laughs> I don't know. I look like a right twat now, don't I? But it's just. You worry about people. You know, we, we've said it before. We sit and we watch Daniel Bryan and he does something, you think, oh, okay, you know, you, 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 you see that. You know, again, we'll talk, you know, Edge has come back and he's working with a safe worker. You know, the set, you know, they've got to be looking after people a bit more. Not, not just a safe worker, but you know, one one half of the greatest wrestling match in the world ever of all time in the history of wrestling. <laughs> we'll get, we'll get to that next. Save it till next week. Save it till next week. Anticipation, anticipation. As it's as we have we have alluded to, yeah, we're going to be back with a little bit more regular programming next week. Um, find out who has taken the sure title from Matt. Who, who has taken what? that title from Matt? Taking the title from Matt. What? Wow. <laughs> well, we we all know the form will prevail, and it absolutely won't be me. So you've nothing to worry about there. <laughs> um, but yeah, next week. Have we, had we, a, have we had a successful title defense? And it yes. had it. Is this, the, is this the point now where I need to start producing statistics? I'm going to have to go back from the inception <laughs> of the title and find out how many times I uh, knew you'd say yes to that. It's alright, we'll be able to do WWE, the shortest title reign ever, because that'll be like, right, yeah. There you go, man. <laughs> Four days, three days, thanks. Cheers. <laughs> See, I was I was gonna on the on purely on the recording schedule. You'd normally at least get a month out of it, but not this time. <laughs> yeah, find out next week. Don't find out next week. So, uh, so yeah. If anybody else has nobody got anything else, we all good. Nothing for me, thank you. Right. Well, enjoy takeover. Enjoy being in your house, and I guess enjoy takeover in your house. Nice. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, thanks, everyone. Cheers. Bye. So there you go. What do you think to that? Another one done. All the predictions are in, kids. What are you predicting for this one? Why don't you drop us a line and let us know? Send us something on Twitter. How about that? You know, I'm mixing it up here, aren't I? If you're watching us on YouTube, obviously you're subscribing. Uh, if you're not, this is your opportunity to just click that button and uh, click for notifications. Everybody should check out thecookiecast.com. Um, I've said recently there's going to hopefully be some changes happening over at the website. Um, so you don't want to miss anything that you might be interested in. So do check it out. Uh, and over there is our social media links. So you can uh, send us a little something. So yeah, there we go. Until uh, Until next time, which for the Getting Over Boys is only a week away, I'm going to say bye. And I will definitely see you then. Bye.